Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you have your Bibles, hold it up. A lot of Bibles in here. If you are first time here, this is uh, the Bible Church. We believe it. We try to walk it out by faith. And with His grace and help of the Holy Spirit, we can. And so uh, that's what we're going to continue to do, keep doing by faith. And so, again, just thank you for giving. Thank you for what you do. Giving and stuff, Pastor, Pastor Ralph was talking about earlier, just giving is what makes all this stuff happen. It's what, it's what took just taking the gospel around the world and down the street and, and across the, the yard to your neighbor. It's, it's, you know, so just thank you for doing this thing and walking it out. And so today we're going to get into some stuff. I'm telling you, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is going to speak directly to each of us in this room. I don't believe anybody's going to walk out the door that God is not going to speak to clearly about a situation in your life. And, and he wants you just free from everything, every hindrance. He wants you free from it. So we're going to do this. Take your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 8. I love y'all. Man, I love y'all. I'm in agreement with Miss Kitty. I'm in agreement with Miss Kitty. That's a good church, man. Y'all good people and good. God's good. And we're going to read a good word. Romans 8, verse 2, and then we're going to skip down to 9 through 11, and I, I could read the whole chapter and just close it and go home, but we're not. You know better than that. But uh, just because this is just good enough, just all by itself. But Romans 8, 2 says this, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know, there's a law of freedom. Some people, you know, want to just say, you know, he's, we're no longer under the law. You, there's a law. There's a standard, and it's, there is a law for freedom as well as, as bondage. And so he has made us free from the law of sin and death. Let's drop down to verse 9. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Come on, hear this. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Now this is important, so this is huge. Get it. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So I want this to get real, real deep into our spirit for just a second. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Do we, do we really get that sometimes? Do we really just uh, let that really just uh, get in our hearts and our minds? If today you're in this room, and when I talked just a couple of moments ago about when I used to be in fear about that day of God's appearing, that now I have an assurance in him, if that's you today and you have that fear, I'm, I'm not talking to you right now, but we can get the Spirit of God in you, and, and then you can get to this place. But today, if you're in this room and the Spirit of God is in you, the same Spirit. What you, you didn't get no substitute, no counterfeit, no little itty bitty spirit. It's the same spirit. 
Oh, man, I, this is fun. I Just right here. The, the same one. When we were talking about that, that glorious day and, and the praise team was singing about the Spirit of God raising Jesus up on that third day, and uh, do you understand that? That that same one is in you right now? What does that do to you? And, and what can that do through you? The same Spirit raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Come on, let's do this. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer, and let's just talk to Him for a minute. We have access today, amen, to the throne room because of Jesus. Let's go there together. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, it's the name above every name, Lord. Today, we just boldly... Come on, because of the Spirit of God who raised Jesus living in us, we come into your presence right now, God, and we just talk to you. We communicate with you. We just celebrate today your goodness, your love. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for what you're going to do to, get, to set others free in this room today. God, I pray, Lord, nobody in this room will be bound to anything but your righteousness and your spirit today. God, and I believe today the spirit of God is in me and in each believer in this room right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, just one more time. Just put your hands together for Jesus. What a word. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. We're in a series in this church. If you haven't been here, you, you, man, we've missed you, and we, but we're glad you're here today to come in. And, and we've been in a series called No Other Name. No Other Name. What's that name? Jesus. It's Jesus. There's power in that name. And we've been dealing with and just getting word in us and understanding that in the name Jesus, there's healing, there's power, there's love. There's salvation. We come and pray, and there's communication with God in that name. There's service in that name. God can use us and, and work and flow through us, and I love it. And today, we're going to just keep on talking about what's in that name. And this, this series could go for about, well, probably until Jesus comes back because there's so much in that name that's powerful. But I want to focus today and talk for a few minutes about the fact this is not just an, an opinion. This is a fact. This is truth that there is freedom in that name. Come on. High five your neighbors. Say, man, there's freedom in that name. There is. There's freedom in the name of Jesus. And I, I'm so thankful for freedom. I, I, I love it. I, I just give God praise for it. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, stand. There fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. So come on, hear this. That, that, that therefore, in the liberty by which Christ made us free. We didn't make ourselves free. Man, you, have to, you have to see that you didn't make yourself free. I, I don't care how good you are. You didn't make yourself free. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, he's done this. He has made us free. And then he says this, do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. So he, he's trying to tell us something, that when he's done this in your life and he's brought freedom to you, that, man, you don't have to go back to the old way. 
You don't have to go back to that old place. And, and there's freedom in this thing, man. And, and I love this. If you pull the context out of all today that I'm teaching on and, and the freedom that we're talking about in Jesus, it is just so powerful to understand that it is not a religious ritual. It's not a, any type of ceremonial thing that we do, but because of what Jesus did for us, we have freedom. And that's his plan for our life. And, and it's kind of neat and how God works. And I, I just love it, man. I, I I was sitting there this morning just praising and, and worshiping the Lord, having a good time, and, and I started thinking about all the songs the praise team were singing. They sung two of my te- verses that I'm going to use today. They did that. They sung two of my verses that we're going we're gonna to use today during this message. And, and it's one of them things some of y'all think, you know, I'm sleeping with the worship leader, so I kind of slid her a note and told her, you know, what, what, to, what to do. You know what I'm saying? Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And by the way, worship leader's not Gary. Okay, so he sung a couple of songs today. I just want to make sure we get that clear. He sung a couple. Some of you visitors are like, who was he talking about? No, it was one right here in the middle, good-looking one right here, real pretty lady. That was her. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, so I just want to make sure you understand that. But, but it, it was her. But we didn't plan that. You understand that? that, that the Spirit of God planned that. I think he wanted us to get up here and sing the word of God, start getting this thing in you and and this word start getting in your heart and then I get up here and start talking about it and it just starts nailing home what God can do in you, that there is freedom in the name of Jesus. Come on, there is freedom in the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says that now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That word liberty is freedom. We have liberty and freedom today because Jesus is here. Because he's here. The Spirit of God is here. We don't have to come here and ask him to come. He's here. He showed up today. He came into this place. He is here today. And this is his plan for you. He wants you to be free and delivered and set free from anything today that has you bound. There is not anything that is in your life right now that has you bound. That's his plan. He has a plan for you, the Bible says. He's thinking about you right now. Right now, you're on his mind. How cool is that? That right now, that up in heaven, God has us in his mind. And Jesus said, has us. The Bible said he's praying for you right now. And, and he, he right now is standing beside the Father and just interceding and standing in the gap and offering a prayer for you. And he has this big plan for you and plan for your life. Let me tell you what the plan doesn't involve. Bondage to anything other than him. That's it. That's his plan. So if you're, if you're here today and something's holding you back, and don't feel bad because of that, because today God gave me a word, them a song, for us to come in and to encourage you that you may be there, but you don't have to stay there. You may be in that place right now, but you don't have to stay in that place right now. And Romans 6 says that he's been, he has set us free from sin, and he's made us a slave of righteousness. Now, we talked about yesterday, last week, and it's kind of interesting how God does this stuff. And, and again, I can't plan it all out that good. But last week, we talked about being a servant. Last week, we talked about being servant. A servant is someone who's bound, who serves. And then we're talking today about being free. Hold on, Lord. I was like, hold on, Lord. Should I reverse that? Shouldn't I preach freedom last week? Now that we're free, we can serve. And he's like, oh, I understand that service is one of the things that brings freedom. It's one of the things that will deliver you, set you free, and put you in that place. And sometimes, today, we get in this mindset that we have to be there. 
That's part of it. I'm taking my cross up, Pastor, and that's part of what I'm carrying or whatever. The cross is the gospel and good news. Hmm, that was good. The, the, gospel, the cross is gospel and good news. He, he got on the cross, carried a cross to bring freedom, not bondage. He got on the cross so today if you're carrying something that has you bound, it's not the cross of Calvary. Mm, come on. And so he wants to set you free today from anything. And so some of us in this room, we just think that's part of it. Whether it was wrong teaching, somewhere in your past somebody told you that's just part of what you have to do and that's kind of how this thing plays out, that, that's, that's wrong. If some of you today, you've believed the lie. You understand that as, as much as God is speaking truth in your life, Spirit of God's coming to you. He's put me up here for some reason and called me to get up here and speak life into you and, and, and preach truth into your heart. You understand that in the same way right now, the enemy is speaking to you as well. There's some of you right now, God, I mean, showed up in the place today, got up, used a worship team, started speaking about him being in the room, wanting to set you free. I get up here and start speaking stuff into your life about him wanting to set you free. And then the enemy's talking into your ear right now, said, oh, no, you, you, you really messed up. Your life's really screwed up. You're really in this thing deep, and there's no freedom for you. That's a lie. Where I grew up, Carolina High School, man, you know, we talk, talk hardcore, man. And, 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 and we, would say, we, would say, we would say, the devil is a liar. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he ain't a liar. He is a liar. You know what I'm saying? He, that's who he is. And so he's a liar. So today you've got to understand that everything he's saying to you is a lie. And he talks to me. I, I mean, I, some, some people, you know, some pastors want to get up and say, well, they're so spiritual and they're, they, you know, they're so good. Or what. No, the enemy talks to me. He tells me stuff and, and he, he starts putting stuff in my ears. So I've kind of gotten to where now I just start believing the opposite. This is, I mean, I'm telling you, man, he starts saying stuff, man, you, you can't do this. And I'm like, oh, that means I can. You are sorry, low down, dirty, and no good. I mean, I, I'm awesome. I mean, the, I mean, the pep, I, man, I start believing it. So one of the things he started doing, he started backing off. So if some of you would just quit believing the lie, he'll, he'll kind of back up a little bit, but he's still going to come, and he's still going to throw stuff at you. And we're going to see this today, and, and I want you to do this. I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 16. And, uh, and in talking about freedom today and, and teaching on this subject, I, he took me to an interesting portion of Scripture, which is, I think is great, it's good, and there's a lot of truth in it. And, uh, and so I just want to kind of just share this word with you today and, and bring hopefully some light to your situation and hopefully help you today. That I, but I really believe the Lord showed me these things and, and uh, put, put this word in me for you today. I believe this, each of us in this room. But it's Acts 16, and... Um, it's 16, 17, and 18. Only three verses a day. So we may get you out of here early. Well, probably not. Probably not. But this is good. Verse 16 says this. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Let's just go ahead and read it, then we're going to break it down individually. But verse 17 says, This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, and Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. 
So this is this is a cool little three verses that is that I love, and God just kind of just showed me a couple of things, and let's just break it down for a minute. Is that all right? Y'all good? Y'all good? Y'all with me? Okay. Verse sixteen. Just this is just a couple of things. Just the Bible study together. That the Lord said, and so I want us to go there. He said in verse sixteen, it started out that as they went to prayer, and. Uh, one of the translations, and if you study this out deep, this is actually the place of prayer. They were going to the place of prayer, and they were going to a place where they were going to pray and spend time, and, and there was the place where teaching took place, and, and they shared and got up and shared different truths and, and some different lies, and, but they got up there as a place of prayer, and I begin to think, the enemy will come at you and try to bring bondage in your life when you're really trying to go to a place of prayer in God. He just will. He, it's just it's interesting to me that uh, we heard a man an awesome testimony last week with our men's ministry, and one of the guys in our church just shared, and it, it was powerful. And one of the things that he said in his testimony that was just seemed like when he kind of just stepped away from God and, and, and walked away from the plan, that the enemy kind of backed off. And I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. That's true. He does. He kind of pulls back because he's like, well, I'm good now. I got them. I, I don't have to just keep pursuing them. But he will, the enemy will come after you, especially when you're trying to go into a place of prayer. Now, I just kind of thought back. Just think about it. How about on your way to church, who's had some of the best fights with your spouse on the way to church? Can I get a witness? Somehow I got some people waving at me in the back right up back here. I mean, that it's just, I mean, how many know... On Sunday morning, how many, how many times is that really when your kids have got the most on your nerves? He just does, man. He just, that's the day, man, you get up and you put your clothes on and you come and then you spill stuff all over it. Who's got in the car and you, you get in there and your coffee just goes everywhere? You know, sometimes that's the enemy and sometimes that's just our clutziness, whatever it is, but, but it is. The enemy tries to stop you. Anytime you're trying to pursue Christ, you're trying to go after God, you're trying to go into a place of prayer, the enemy will always come at you and try to throw stuff and bring stuff your way. It's how he works. So listen to me. If today if the enemy's messing with you, Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. That means I'm just going deeper into a place of prayer. That means I'm just going deeper into a place of God. And so don't let that get you and stop you. But that's what happens a lot of times. We let it cause us to pull back and withdraw and say, well, if I'm not as going hardcore as I used to go, he's going to ease up on me. Come on, I want him to bring it. Oh, Pastor, you better be careful. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in my body. Amen. So he can bring it. I don't care. It's okay because the spirit of God is in us. You understand this? And so as you begin to pursue God, go after him. If you spill your coffee, thank you, Jesus. That's a different way to look at this thing. If your kids get on your nerves... Praise your Father. Amen. Glory to God. If you're on your way to church and your wife says something, your husband, your, 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 they, they, Mark. thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on. God's doing something good in my life. I can't wait. There ain't no telling what might happen today. I'm just, there ain't no end to what may happen in my life. So just, just celebrate those things and just begin to give God glory and just begin to praise and celebrate it. And I love it. I love it. This morning was fun. Uh, we... We were getting ready, and, and Caleb slept in our room last night, and he had a little, little bed laid out there, a little cot we made for him, and a little pallet, whatever you call that. And so he was there, and I began to fold the ironing board down, begin to iron my stuff, and, and he done this. He covered his head up. 
And I just said, I told Angel, I said, look at that, it's funny. So he covered his head up, and, and then he kind of slid out a little bit, and he says, I don't want to go to school today. <laughs> and I said, dude, you know what day? I said, man, day Sunday, you ain't got to go to school today. So, I mean, it was, it was fun, just like a little, little celebration, a little freedom. And so a little bit later on, he was walking through the house, and, and I, I just, I don't know, it was good. He, there's a rock anthem, I believe, is going to be the next We Are the Champion. I don't know if y'all have heard the song, man. But the next rock anthem that I believe is going to be the next real champion is called Friday. My song, Friday, Friday, got to get down on Friday. Some of y'all know that song. Some of the young people know that song. And he was coming through the house this morning saying, Sunday, Sunday, got to get down on Sunday. And I was like, man, dude, that means I'm telling you, this thing's moving forward. So I just believe, I just look forward to all this stuff. So regardless of what happens, what's going on, as you go deeper into a place of prayer, if the enemy may throw some stuff, let him throw it. Greater is he. Greater is he who lives in you. And so that's why it's important that we have him in our heart and our life. And so again, as they were going into this place of prayer, this happened. We see the next thing it says is this, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. That's a big word, but that means this. That is basically fortune telling. Okay, so I just want you to hear this, and this is just some of the things. I just wrote it down as God gave it to me. And, and this, is, this is fortune telling, and, and this is them trying to, trying to tell your future. And I was like, man, that's just like the enemy trying to tell you what your future is. Ain't it just like him to begin to tell you what tomorrow is going to hold for you and what he's going to say is this day is going to look like? And the enemy starts trying to tell you things and he starts trying to put things in your ear. Remember this, I told you, you have to make the decision, what are you going to believe? Whose voice are you going to hear and obey? Whose voice are you going to listen to? And some of you, I mean, today, if we just begin to hear the voice of God and, and take what the enemy says and, and just laugh at it and, and see it as, a, as another way that God's just going to turn around and get you closer to him, man, you just begin to go to a place that you've never been. So, again, the enemy is trying to tell us, and this is a spirit of divination. This is them trying to go to a place in the spirit and tell you what the future holds, but there's somebody greater who holds your future. Mm, come on, somebody. Come on. There's someone more powerful than the enemy who holds your future. There is someone who said in this word that who is thinking about you and that you're on his mind right now. And, and today, in his mind, his plan for you, the Bible says to bless you, to give you a, a future, a hope. So some of you are in this place right now and you're saying, dude, everything's screwed up. Listen to me. God can set you free from that. He can begin to speak truth into your life and understand that he holds your future. Come on, he holds your future. And you got to get that and believe that in your heart for yourself. And so he says that this slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, the third thing was that who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. Listen to me. When you believe the lie of the enemy and what they say about you, it will only bring prosperity and blessing to the enemy. Did you get it? That who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. The only one who's going to profit from you hearing those lies and believing them is the enemy. And so you have to come to this place to where you say, hold on, hold on. True prosperity is from the Lord. It only comes from him. And so the enemy will even do this. He'll try to get you to, to, to somehow see and get your, your view of what even prosperity is and mess it up and make you think that somehow prosperity is because you have a certain thing. True prosperity is the presence of God. 
That's true prosperity. It's his presence. And you go to this place, and so the enemy's trying to tell you and get you to believe the lie, and then you have to make the choice of whether or not you're going to suck, get sucked in and believe it or not. Verse 17 says that this girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying that these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now, this one was, was, was kind of messing with me for a little bit. I, I was, I sit back and I was like, man, what, what is this saying, God? Because again, the enemy tries to always reverse stuff and always try to twist things. And yet today in this text, it's saying that the enemy was up there saying that these were servants of God who were trying to proclaim the way of salvation. And the enemy will do this to you. He will try to get you to question your identity. He'll, he'll try to mess with you. And, and so sometimes he'll even come, and he did this with Jesus. And the Lord took me to that, that passage where he took the scripture to Jesus. And when he was in the wilderness, he'd come up and said, if you are the son of God, do these things. And so he's always trying to pull and trick you. So as I just begin to study and dig deep in this, this thing, it would really begin to just some things came to light as the reason why they were saying this, because this is what was taking place. The, the, the disciples of Christ, Paul and these guys, were going forth in the name of Jesus. They were preaching the gospel. They were preaching truth. They were going into these places of prayer, and what they would do is they would set up a camp right there and just begin to just constantly begin to teach the gospel message. They would begin to teach Jesus, and they just begin to tell people, there was this guy who came and got on a cross and died for you. He came back on the third day. He's coming again. And they would get up and start saying this stuff, and this, this spirit of divination was following them around and beginning to say things because here's what happened. The enemy will try to attach to your identity. He, he's even, here's the deal. He's okay with you coming to church as long as you're not walking in power. He's okay with you coming in, give, getting, getting to be a part of this thing, giving a little bit in the offer, getting a cup of coffee, hanging out, raising your hands, as long as you're not walking out the door and doing anything with it. And so they did this. The spirit, it wasn't her, but it was a spirit, was trying to do this. It was trying to make those others around them think that they were all together. Now, just, I'm telling you, Lord, it hit me so clear with this. It was trying to get them to think that, hold on, we're all in this thing together, and you're seeing some things happen here through them. They're saying it's Jesus. We're coming over here, and we're trying to fortune tell in another spirit, and we're getting some results too. How many of those enemy can get results in your life if you let him? And so this, is, this was the big lie. She tried to bring everybody into a place to where they began to just see it all as one. And I went, what? Hold on. Trying to get them to come into the place to get everybody to think that they're just all in this thing together. And if ever in our world right now, this spirit is active in the, in, in the United States of America. If ever before we've seen this spirit living right now, it is today. They're just trying to rope us all together. They're just trying to bring us all into the place to where, hey, all roads lead to God. We can just function together. We can work together. If, if he's your Lord, Jesus is your Lord, that's cool. Allah's your Lord, that's cool. Confucius, Bahama, Bahama, whoever it is, is all your God. It's all good. It's okay. All you have to do is this. All just kind of get in this thing together. 
And so I was like, what? No, th- no, this is not true. So this is what's fun. Somebody put on Facebook, it might have been Tammy, uh, somebody, one of the people in our church put a picture on Facebook, and, and I poured this and brought this and gave it to him. I want you to, if you can see this, look at the screen for a second. Just look at that for a second. This is just a little cartoon. There's a lot of truth in it. You got this, this guy and girl in a car together riding, and she's blasting him. I told you to ask for directions. I mean, those guys... Don't have to do that. We have a built-in GPS in our heart. Come on. Spirit of God leads us and directs us and guides us in all truth. And so, and so I, I told you to ask for directions, but he believed the lie. He said, but I thought all roads lead to God. And so they found themselves at this place, and, and everything was broken. There was a gap there to, to get them to the Father. But I love the bridge. We know the answer. is Jesus. And so you see this happening. You see this thing taking place to where they're trying to get them, everybody to see that, hey, we're all hanging out together. We're just in this love together. We're in this love together. (laughs) Felt that. Amen. But there's only one way to the Father. It's through the Son. It's through Jesus. It's through no other name. And so, and so if you're at work and they're trying to talk to you and they're trying to get you or they ride up on the bicycle and they get off the bicycle and they knock on the door, there's only one way to the Father. It's through the Son and it's by the Spirit of God that we get to that place. And so we have to see this. So don't let them link you in. If, if, if you're in that and you get around the water cooler and they start talking, well, this happened here and this happened here. Man, that's all fun. It's all good. You make sure you make it clear that what you do is in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's what we're about. So let's see this. In verse 18, it just keeps on going. and just gets even more interesting. It says, and this she did for many days. She did this for many days. And so I was like, man, what are you trying to say, Lord? Sometimes we want just an immediate result. We do. We just we want that. We want there to be some, some fortune teller come in. We want some spirit of divination to tell us everything's going to be all right. There's some greater. It's the spirit of God. So tell you everything's going to be all right. Just keep walking in him and trust him. But this thing went on for days, and, and I don't know. I don't know if what it was. It might have just been, I believe this is probably the case, it was all a setup to everybody who needed to be in the room or be in that place at that time would see this. Because this is what was cool. It said that they followed them around for many days. And so, it just, I, I don't know. Some of you right now, you're going through something, something may be happening in your life, and you're saying, man, why has there already been an answer? God just might be trying to set this thing up, get everybody in the room, so at one time, they can see the glory of God show up and manifest, and, and in a way, that's going to change everything, and you're not going to get glory, but He's going to get glory, because finally, after following Him around for many days, I love it, it was time, He got annoyed. This is good. He got annoyed. Bible says Paul greatly annoyed. I mean, he, he just, you come to the place where you have to get annoyed and sick of the enemy constantly throwing stuff your way. You have to get annoyed at it. You just don't sit back and settle for it and say, well, that's just okay. It's just the attack. You come to the place to where you believe and trust God, and then all of a sudden the Spirit of God can get up in your heart, and and immediately he says he got annoyed, and he did this. He turned and said to the Spirit. (laughs) This is is fun. You know, you got to say enough's enough. 
You done messed with the wrong one, devil. I, I'm, I'm blood ball. You done, you done messed with the wrong one. I, I, you've had enough. Greatly annoyed, turned around and said to the spirit. Now, this was kind of one of those things that kind of, Lord, just kind of, I don't know, really made something clear to me. You know, a lot of times we're speaking truth to the wrong thing. Some of you think the attack that's happening against you is a person. He didn't say. He told her. Sick of you, man. Quit. I'm annoyed. I mean, that's enough. Now, he got annoyed. He got sick. And he turned around and he said to the spirit. Some of you think the enemy is your spouse. Some of you think the enemy is your coworker. You really did. You believe that. You believe that that family member or somebody else or somebody down the line, you really think, well, they're the enemy. And so you've placed that face on that spirit. Man, come on. I just felt this. You place a face on that spirit. And you place, a, you place a face. And so what you do is you begin to point your attention towards and you begin to try to, to fight and come against that person. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's not our enemy. And so the next series is just going to be just off the chain what we're getting ready to go into. But just a, just a little taste of it. The enemy is not the one you've placed the face on. It's not. The Bible says here that he spoke to the Spirit. He said enough's enough. He turned around and said to the Spirit, not the woman. He turned around and said to her, not, not, not just, not just this, this flesh, this in person that who the Spirit was working through, but he said to the Spirit, Enough's enough. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. Now listen to me. He, he could have said, now we've been doing some cool stuff, some great things have been happening, so we come at you in the name of Paul. But he've gotten results? No. He spoke no other name. So you've got to hear this today. There's freedom in no other name, and he spoke the name of Jesus. John 8, 36, one of our songs that we sung. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Don't leave it up for a debate. Don't leave it up to see, well, maybe this is just God's will that I, I stay in this place. Maybe it's God's will that I just stay bound and stay in this screwed up condition. It keeps me in this place. Maybe it's just God's will that our family just falls apart and everything turns ugly and everything. Listen to me. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Prosper you, future, and a hope. Don't leave this up for debate. And so he goes and he speaks forth in the name of Jesus and commands, commands. How many of y'all got to start commanding some stuff in Jesus' name? Start declaring some stuff in Jesus' name. When that attack comes against you, you stand up, you get in the power of the, of the gospel, of the good news, and you begin to say that in the name of Jesus, I command you to bow down. I command you to leave my family. I command you to leave my body. Start speaking to the spirit. Start speaking to the enemy and quit letting him speak to you. Start declaring this stuff and saying this over because this is what the gospel says. This is what Jesus said, Luke chapter 4. 18 and 19, it said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus got up in that place of prayer 
in that temple. He got up and spoke and read this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty freedom to those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. No other name but Jesus. If you know the story, the Bible says he closed the book, sat down, crossed his legs, and said, today, 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 this thing is happening and unfolding in your life. Listen to me. No other name do I come to you in other than Jesus. So what are you saying? Whatever I'm going through, Pastor, I can come up? Yeah. Whatever today has me bound? Well, absolutely. He's speaking to these guys who were so bound in religion and in themselves, and they thought it was them and their way. Jesus shows up, comes on the scene, listen to me. He said, I proclaim to you liberty. I declare over you that you're free. And I looked up, and this... this this is huge, man. I'm going to close with this. The, the word, the definition of bound has two definitions. Listen to this. this is, I never thought about this, and the Lord gave me this this morning, and I'll put it down. It says, to be bound is this. Number one is this, to confine or restrain or bind. Ain't that usually what we kind of, somehow, that definition rings more true than any other? We, we, we see the situation and we look at what the enemy's done and what Satan's trying to do in our life and we say, this is what's happened. This thing's got me restrained. It, it's binding me up. It's kept me bound. It's got me wrapped up in chains. And, and this is the way we see this so many times. But I love it if you keep reading on dictionary.com. www.dictionary.com. If you don't stop there, some of you read the definition. The devil said, I got you bound. And you stop right there and you say, man, I guess that's what I have to do is settle for that. But if you keep reading, somebody, if you just keep reading, just keep reading, just keep keep swimming, keep going. And and so number two is this. This is the second definition. Check it out. It says to move forward or make one's way by leaps jumps to bounce or spring away from an impact. Did you? Come on. We don't think about that bound, that rebound, that bound, that thing coming back that today you can move forward or to make one's way by leaps or jumps to bounce or spring away from an impact. Listen to me today. What the enemy sent to restrain you, God sent to propel you. What God, what, what the enemy tried to throw you away, mess with you, and pull you down, the impact that you got hit with is going to be the very thing God's going to use to propel you to the next place of his glory if you'll keep reading, keep believing, keep standing on God's word, and in no other name but Jesus, no other name but his name, today God wants you free.